You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey, everyone. So today I decided, or I should say Mike and I decided, that instead of doing just a traditional podcast episode, we're also recording this um, on video so that people can watch us as well. So we're going to be doing a real talk episode and, and talking about something that is front of mind for most people, which is... Um, teletherapy, working from home during COVID and what's going on as, as you know, us as leaders are having to shift in all this, um, in this arena. So hi, Mike. Hi there. How are you? <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Having fun. Yeah. It's, it's a blast. I think that actually relates to one of our most recent posts that we put up on uh, group practice builders. Yeah. Um, that really, it was like one of the fun memes that you're making because you make the best memes. <laughs> uh, and it, it said, uh, who said, who said leadership isn't fun? And then it says everyone. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's super great. Yeah. So we wanted to start by talking about group practice builders, and then we're going to shift into our real talk um, episode. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, um, we own, co-own together group practice builders, which is the company that hosts the conferences that we do each year. Group Practice Owner Summit. Um, and as most of you know, we've shifted to a virtual conference this year uh, in July. I don't know the exact date. I'm so bad. You know. I think it's the uh, 7th through the 9th. No, that's or next maybe, year. Or, oh, that's right. You're right. It's the, 20, it's the 24th and 25th. Yes, 24th and 25th of July, 2020. Um, and obviously, we've gone through a lot of fun making that shift and trying yeah. to <laughs> in a different way. Um, but we've also added a ton to this conference that we wouldn't have been able to have had it been in person. And one of those things is adding that COVID track or pandemic track um, and you and I adding a training uh, each. So yeah, yeah. so you're doing one. Um, what's your topic on? Mine is uh, leadership through the pandemic. Um, just kind of... Um, uh, outlining the steps that I took um, in my practice to ensure 
as smooth as possible transition. And, you know, obviously we're still in it, so um, it's still playing out, but um, yeah. And then we've got me who added a training on how to, how to telesupport your team, you know, leading in a distance and, and how to best support your team when you have to do it virtually and not in person. Um, and I feel like it's something that I'm slowly starting to see the benefits of, you know, it takes a while. Like you said, we're still in it. So we're all learning as we go. This is new for literally 100% of businesses really. Right. I mean, when was the last pandemic was before most of our time. So 1918. What? 1918. 1918. Yeah. So we're every business owner is, is going through this and, and learning as, as they go through it. So we're excited to, talk about what we've learned and things that we see going well, things that we've tried that maybe didn't go so well. Um, and we wanted to give a little snippet of that today in, in this podcast slash video uh, episode and just have a real talk episode where him and I, Mike and I can talk about what it's been like to transition to a virtual practice and lead virtually and the good, the bad, and the ugly of it all. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, so I know it's not Mike. I know I'm like, where do I start with this? Um, start with just in case, because I obviously know your practice well, but where your practice is at, I mean, obviously physically, but also in terms of you and I started our businesses, group practices, literally right around the same time. So um, we've been kind of going through this journey together. But tell us where you're at and kind of your leadership style, because I think that that's one of the things that I really like about our little duo here is that you and I are very different. So you're going to get, yep. listeners are going to get, you know, both ends of the spectrum when it comes to how we do things. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so I'm in Glenview. I mean, I'm probably uh, five, six, seven, eight miles from your nearest location to, to where you are. Um, and th- this, uh, pandemic came at a strange time for my practice. Um, my practice has been very, very steady for a very long time. Um, and recently I had hired, uh, five people, um, uh, within the span of, uh, a month and just for, uh, you know, uh, for reference, I only have 13 clinicians. So, um, a couple people were leaving. I decided to expand a little bit more, um, take some new directions. And so those higher dates, uh, two of them were February 15th and three of them were March 1st and timing. wonderful, wonderful timing. So <clears throat> I usually hire about one person per year. Um, as, as we've grown, and Maureen and I <clears throat> have different ideas for what our practices are going to be. Mine is always going to be, well, at least what I've always envisioned is um, one location, relatively small, no more than, well, I really wanted no more than 10, but that didn't work out. We've got a little bit more than that. Um, so I'm used to hiring one person per year, maybe, because turnover is very low. So to have five new hires at the same time, regardless of the pandemic, was already extremely difficult for me. 
Um, I do a lot of that myself. I do have an amazing office manager who does a lot of um, the clerical stuff and some of the training, but a lot of it's on me. Um, one of the costs of having a smaller practice. And so um, uh, I hired these people. Some of them left jobs where they were making a living. And all of a sudden, referrals stopped coming in within weeks or days of some of them starting. So that was pretty scary. Um, and so we had to figure out what to do. And, and one of the things that I'm going to talk about in my presentation at the conference is you know, what, what those steps were, how I decided on those steps, and um, where, where it's taken me so far. Um, I kind of was in a similar space um, because I had decided to expand my one location by like a lot um, and went from one of my locations went from six offices to 16. <laughs> so, um, and March 1st was our official. So we had been able to slowly move in piece by piece because as many people who were listening in on my journey, um, we, the whole building essentially got kicked out, uh, December 27th on my birthday and the holiday week. Um, and my new space was not yet ready because it wasn't expecting us to need to be in there so soon. So we did move. They were able to build out six of the rooms so that we could just exactly replace what we had. Um, but it was like a construction zone until the beginning of March. Um, and obviously I have now more than triple the amount of rent for that space with never really being able to use it. Um, and we also hired for it. So I think we had, um, two or three people hired in, in February that started late February. And like, we have one person starting right this week. <laughs> we have two people starting, um, the first week of June. And we have one person starting the first week of July that we had all hired. Um, and obviously had staggered that, um, time, but it's now a really interesting thing to hire during this pandemic. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had somebody reach out for a job. So have we. Um, and you know, we're not advertising obviously right now cause we're not, we're absolutely not hiring. Um, and I, I feel like a, like a sort of like a delinquent father duck <laughs> un unable to feed the ducklings. And then, you know, somebody's, <laughs> Somebody's coming in and saying, "Hey, I want to work there too." <laughs> no, you don't. Not right now, you don't. Uh, so it's just very strange. Yeah, so say you never know what's going on in the. We get we get a few, and we did do one hire while during in teletherapy. So we shall see how this all goes. I, I've I figured out, and this is. I mean, I know this this of you as well. You just um you take your like your risk level is just slightly lower than mine. I think where I'm just like I kind of just jump in with two feet usually and then figure out how to swim. You are probably the person who reads the directions first, ensures, and then does it. Yes. Yeah. My wife says I'm a rule follower and she doesn't say it in a nice way. Yeah. I literally said that about my husband yesterday in couples therapy. <laughs> I was like, you just follow it. He's the one that gets mad at me when I don't read the directions on uh, when I cook, which is why he doesn't like that I cook. I don't cook well at all, but I like to just wing it. I don't want to follow the route. I don't want to look at the... I don't know. It just annoys me. And same with furniture. I just built this piece back here. Um, well, I mean, 
build, meaning put the two the legs on and the little bottom shelf thing here on. Um, but again, I didn't even open the directions. But I was like, I like to, I like the challenge of trying to figure it out and maybe screwing it up and then having to undo it. Where my husband's like, the directions are there for a reason. If you yeah. the directions, you're going to get the right product. And I will tell you, I sort of broke one of the um, drawers because obviously you did. Obviously, I did. How, how could how could you not do that if you didn't read the directions? <laughs> yes, because I pulled on it too hard. Uh, but it's, it's it is totally my style, and I don't get mad at myself when it happens. I'm like, oh darn it! And then I got some wood glue and clamped it up. You know, it, it's funny we're talking about this because it makes it sound it makes it sound by these descriptions that I am fastidious and that you're carefree, and that's actually the opposite of our managing styles. Yeah. That you is are, exactly. yeah. I, I'm I'm a lot more loose when it comes to my management style, and you are much more regimented. I am. Yeah. Maybe so, that's so. the product of, like, the product of your carefulness to begin with allows you to be uh, less rigid and more laid back because you're definitely way more laid back than I am, and maybe because I tend to be more take risks and I'm like, I will figure this out, um, that I then expect, you know, everything, everyone and every person in, in that comes in contact with me to follow the rules that I put in place because I'm taking the risk of just trying something. And then I'm like, you guys can't fuck it up. I can, cause I took the risk, but you guys all have to do what I say so that it <laughs> that work, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what have, what have you been doing since shifting? So I know obviously the hiring process is all fun and different and market, um, new referrals have gone down. How have you been leading through it? How are you keeping your workplace culture? How are you like, what, what shifted, what's worked for you? So, um, basically I'm in contact with people significantly less. It's always been my management style to have the least amount of meetings as possible because I don't like them and other people don't like them too. And so unless we really have things to talk about, I'm, and I'm much more, I'm very, just very direct. If I have an issue with somebody, I'll just knock on their door and say, Hey, we need to talk. Um, but without having that now, I had like a big staff meeting over zoom and just kind of let everybody know what I was doing, what steps I was taking. And I let them know I applied for the government-sponsored loans and grants. <clears throat> and um, I let them know that I have hired, at your recommendation, um, somebody really good to do um, uh, to redo our Google ads. Um, and I'm spending quite a bit of money on that um, for the referrals to come in for them. Um I also, you know, as time has gone on, I've reached out to them via email and just said, hey, you know, is everybody comfortable? You know, one person said that their chair at home really sucks. They have like a folding chair. And I was like, okay. So I loaded up one of the chairs from the office into the back of my car and I sprayed it down and I drove it to their house and I dropped it in their, <laughs> in their driveway. Um, I feel like that should be added to your, your memes list in the future. Is like the, the you know the pie chart that you made with the time that a group practice owner spends is uh, 
bringing furniture to our employees' houses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I uh, I'm at home now. I've been doing most of my sessions from the office. Um, just it's easier for me to con- concentrate, and and there's nobody there, so it's my own space. Um, so I don't have them here, but I did get at, at the recommendation. I think on somebody um, on one of your uh, posts on Facebook, somebody recommended like these. Uh, these gamma <clears throat> gamma ray glasses or whatever that they, they reduce the um, the blue light and things like that. Those have made a huge difference for me. They I have, that. and it makes me look like a chubby Clark Kent. So I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I like that look. It's a new Where's, look. Where are the glasses, Mike? Where are the glasses? Well, they're in my office. That's when I'm at home now. But you what didn't I have did, prepared. I know, I know. But I but I emailed my staff and I said, hey here's, here's a budget. It's enough to get a couple pairs of glasses. Um, please go buy them, send me the receipt. I'll reimburse you right away. And several of them did that. And, you know, it makes a difference. So, you know, trying to attend to some basic needs, um, you know, your eyes, not hurting your backside, not hurting things like that. Um, and communicating about what's going on with the PPP loan, which, um, which we, we did get funded for in the first round, um, which we were just lucky. Um, um, I spoke with uh, um, a banker recently at Chase, somebody that, that you know as well, and he, he was just telling me that in the first five minutes of them opening it, there were 120,000 applications. Uh, I didn't go through Chase. I went through U.S. Bank, where I bank for my other business. But, um, you know, I applied the day it opened, but a lot of people did and a lot of people didn't get it. So, so we did, which has been uh, tremendous. Um, and before we got funded for that, one of the things that I had done is especially, so for the new people, for the people who are basically sitting around doing virtually nothing, maybe seeing two or three clients, four clients, five clients, I allocated some money for them to get training um, so that when we are back in the swing of things, they have some kind of niche or some kind of something to come back to that they, that makes them more marketable in our area. Um, so we did that. And then when the PPP loans came in, um, that was a whole, you know, figuring out how to allocate that money was extraordinarily difficult. Yeah. Um, but we That's did it. Where the test of leadership is also happening now too, is, is just making types of business decisions we weren't anticipating ever having to make, um, especially when the decisions we have to make have consequences that we don't yet know what they're going to be because the people that are setting up these um, policies and and grants and loans and all that stuff haven't yet figured out themselves what's going to (laughs) happen once people receive it. So it's definitely an interesting thing to lead during these times and make decisions like these. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said, it's it's something that we never thought that we'd have to do. Um, How do I allocate money um, that is intended for everyone fairly and equally? Is there such a thing? And am I the right person to make the decision of what that is? And the answer is no, but I'm the one person who can do it. So I have to. Yeah. Really tough. Um, have you, have you had any shifts in just your confidence in leading or the, your liking of leading or has there been any changes? I don't know, just through this 
pandemic where either there's light bulb moments or uh, realizing something about yourself as a leader that maybe you didn't know before? Um, Putting you on the spot, but I'm just trying to think of. No, I mean, yeah, no, it's a fair, it's a fair question. Um, You know, what I, what I think is that um, although it's much harder, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely working harder than I've maybe ever worked, even when I was starting this thing um, right now. It's, um, I feel like I can do it because I'm doing it. Right. Um, and, um, by and large, in fact, maybe, maybe a hundred percent, I guess I'm not thinking about everybody, but I'm, I'm trying to, the response from my employees has been a uh, very appreciative. Okay. I was going to um, ask about that since we have such different styles and you tend to be a, you know, prefer, uh, to be as hands-off as you can be in ter- with regards to like meetings and check-ins and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was wondering how is it that you are, um, you know, able to see whether, I don't, and I don't know if that's with the, the team meetings that you've already have had, um, but how do you know if your people are feeling supported? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm checking in by, oh, I'm sorry, I missed you. And appreciative, because obviously you just said that they they're very appreciative. So that means that you do have data or feedback from your team that the way. Correct. But that that's that's based on uh, on data or feedback that is individualized. So it's not it's not based on you know having a big meeting or anything like that. But um, referrals have definitely declined to you know catastrophic amounts. Yeah. Um, but it's not like there's none. So there still are. I'm still communicating with my staff. I'm still figuring out where they're at, what they need, um, where their numbers are, what I can do, so on and so forth. And when uh, when the PPP loan came in, um, the first thing I did was give every single employee the same amount of money, like that day, just to get some money out. And then I figured, okay, I'm just going to do that. And then at the end of this month, I'm going to see what the numbers are, and I'm going to figure out how to do it. Differently, which I did, yeah. but I, I wanted to have an individual call with each of the therapists, which I did earlier this week, um, and I explained to them why they were getting what they were getting, if they were getting anything at all, mm-hmm. um, and the feedback was, "Wow, um, you know, it's funny because they're always saying, oh, that's so generous,' and I and I have to tell them it's not my money.'" You know, thank Uncle Sam, you know, I had to wrangle his throat to get it for you. And I'm glad to do that. But it ain't my money. You know, it's your money. Um, but they were extremely appreciative of how that was done. Um, you know, one person um, who has been in the trends in the in the process of leaving for a little while um, was hoping to get more. And I just, you know. Yeah, you're not going part to. Part of leadership, huh? <laughs> the fun part. Yeah, telling people stuff they don't want to hear. Yeah. So, um, but you know, uh, even even so, even that employee was very thankful for all the stuff that I've been doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's 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 the feedback that I'm that I'm getting. Um, are they calling each other uh, when I get off the phone with them and saying what a jerk he is? Um, you know, behind my back. 
suppose it's possible. Um, but because of my lax leadership style, people typically don't have a problem saying that to my face. Right. So I don't think that's happening. Um, I imagine, I was going to say, it sounds like I just, I've known you for a while that the, the, your leadership style and just your personality as a whole, I can imagine people feeling comfortable, even though you yeah. um, are, you know, like you said in the beginning, you will tell a person you'll walk right in the room and say, Hey, we have to talk. You don't sugarcoat things. Um, but I can imagine that people, the people that work in your practice would feel comfortable being able to say, Hey, I, I don't like something either, which is really hard. Most businesses don't have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Yes, that's that is true, and it's a really good thing to have. Sometimes it makes me work a little bit harder. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's worth it. Um, you know, being accessible that way, or feeling like people feeling kind of approachable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, I mean that's that's what we've that's what we've been doing. It's been really tough. Um, you know, the people who have had large caseloads for a long time, for the most part, they have them. Maybe they've dropped five or 10, 15%. But, you know, for the people who had just started, um, they're sitting around. Yeah. Uh, at least they have some money, um, which is great, but they don't want to be sitting around. Yeah, I hear that. It's made us um, make shifts in what we think is important. Um, you know, as, as you know, and a lot of people who listen know, is we community engagement is one of our main ways of uh it's just part of our mission is to be engaged in the community um, offering you know at least one free speaking engagement a month somewhere whether it's the ymca or at a school or whatnot um but we also know that we get referrals from that which is why it's okay for us to to do it for free you know um but we've recently focused on increasing that right now um, and are, are finding that it's really beneficial for us in terms of referrals is doing, you know, a live webinar. Um, we recently, it'll be coming out in the next couple of days, but Chicago Public Schools, it's uh, Teacher Appreciation Week right now. Um, and the CPS is going to be sending an email out to all their teachers with like, you know, teacher appreciation related stuff. Um, and one of those is going to be a webinar that we did for them on um, Great. Yeah, secondary trauma uh, as a teacher, working with kids and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but we're finding that focusing on that right now is, um, and I'm able to pay my staff a little bit more for it because it's to me it feels like it's considered marketing money, even though it's a training. Um, sure. Even if we don't get paid for it, um, I, I know that it'll yield a few people seeing us, um, and hopefully a few of those people then calling in an appointment. So that's kind of what our focus has been on. And we're enjoying the shift of, you know, team members who really like to present being able to practice their hand at webinars and stuff. So that's kind of what our our focus uh, has been lately. Um, And we're having fun with it. So yeah. All right. Um, I want to wrap it up because I think we're longer than normal, but I want to talk and close up on the group practice builder summit because I feel like Let's talk about it. Yeah. So we start, mentioned in the beginning, July 24th, 25th, um, we added the, we have training tracks, right? What are our training tracks? Private pay, training track, uh, insurance-based, 
co-owners for people that are co-owners, a whole track uh, for co-owners, diversifying services, so going outside above and beyond um, just one-on-one or uh, testing. We also have like a general track where we have some kind of random trainings that don't fit nicely into another category. Um, A tech track, right? We're going to have someone talking about how to incorporate podcasting to grow your group practice. And obviously, Roy and Lyoth with some HIPAA stuff. Um, We have our pandemic track that we added or COVID track. I keep changing the name of it, pandemic. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but um, it'll. That's where you and I will each have our training, and Roy and Lyoth so nicely added a second training uh, for those that are coming. Yep. We have other ones. Oh, we have a private pay yep. and an established track. Um, and then I have the kind of little. You mean like a, a, a new new practice versus established track? Yes. What did yes. I just say? Private pay. Oh, I'm sorry. New prac new group practices. So a track for people who are just starting, and then we have one for well-established group practices, a track for them. And then we also have a little add-on for seven-figure groups. It'll be a round table. Um, I think that's it, right? Those are all the tracks. And obviously, yeah. we have, what, we have 25 trainings now or so? Yeah, I mean, and because we're doing it virtually, um, everything's going to be recorded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you had attended this uh, conference uh, in person, you know, you, you go to the one that you want to see. Um, but maybe you miss out on something during one of the, the, the tracks that, hey, that, that applies to me too. Um, and so we're recording these and people are going to have access to them afterwards. So like if, if you really want to watch something um, that's at the same time as something else that you want to watch, you're going to have the option to do that, which is really nice. Yeah, that is, um, which I think is a real high value thing. And, and, and because we know that we're offering so many trainings, um, We've extended 30 days beyond the the actual summit for people to be able to watch the recording. So there isn't a need necessarily to be in hour after hour watching live if you don't want to. Um, you definitely won't need to, which is nice and, and something that I think will be seen as a real bonus once they're in it. Because obviously watching a computer screen for, you know, six, seven hours at a time could be hard. You need to get your gamma ray glasses. There we go. My recommendation. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Gamma Ray, but actually, I think I'm going to reach out to them. There you go. It's a way to diversify services. Um, so, for those of you who haven't yet signed up, we have a couple hundred people already signed up. It's amazing. Uh, we've had a ton of support while we've made the shift to virtual, which is a hard thing for us as new business owners in in this realm, in conferencing realm, but also is a hard shift. I understand for people who are expecting to come in person. And so we're um, really excited about how many people chose to support and continue to, and, and come. Big, thank you. Yeah. A big, big, big thank you to the people who stuck with us. Um, yeah. we, we know that you're getting something extremely valuable for a good price and that's great. But also you could have said, well, we don't want to do that anyway. And you didn't. So thank you very much. Yeah. Really. And it's one of the reasons why we keep thinking about how we can make it you know, better. And that's why you and I added our two trainings and Ryan Lyoth's training because we want to make sure. And it was, and it was that support that allowed us to sign on the dotted line for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So. Thank you. (laughs) And for those of you that are still thinking about it, um, obviously, because it's virtual tickets are still open and you can go to grouppracticebuilders.com forward slash summit dash 2020. 
um, and tickets are there. They're $400. You get the 25-ish trainings plus access to sponsors and speakers um, doing consultations. We have a, an app that is a specific conferencing app. It's pretty amazing. We're excited yeah. to actually be able to use it. Um, it'll. It, I think it's going to be great. And obviously having the extra 30 days, there's um, beyond the training to be able to watch all of them. Um, but there's a ton of opportunity in there as well for communication and group chats. And we have we have so much going on inside of the, the app as it is. I'm excited to try it out. You know, one of one of the things that I quickly want to mention, I know we're, we're, we're low on time, but uh, that within the, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, uh, how do I ask the speaker a question? You know, you're getting these amazing speakers that are, you know, um, world-renowned, blah, blah, blah. How, how do I get to interact with them? And and through the app, through when you're watching their presentation, you can ask questions that will be answered at the end of each talk. And the great thing is, is that um, there's, it's sort of like uh, the, the crowd will get to decide which questions they want answered, right? So um, that sort of ensures that the most relevant questions that you all have will be answered by the speaker that, you know, which is, which is such a cool thing. Yeah. Cause normally when you see someone present, they present and they walk off stage, right? Um, this, this is kind of going to be interesting because the app allows you to ask questions in there and then other people can like thumbs up it. And what that does is if a lot of people like a specific question, it moves that question up higher in the queue to let the speaker know that, hey, this is a question that a lot of people want to know the answer to, answer it, um, which is kind of great. And I'm excited to see that in action. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So go ahead and sign up. We'd love to see you in there. And, and of course, um, as those of you who came last year to our first year know, those that are at our conference get the lowest price available for the following year's conference. And it's only available on the day of the conference. Um, we're likely doing the same thing again this year. So if you sign up for this year's conference, you then have the early, 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 early bird. <laughs> right. Yeah. For next year. Um, all right, Mike, it was so nice talking to you. Good to talk to you too. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join the Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.